Hey, hello, what is up, guys? Thank you for tuning in. This episode is about victim blaming and how sometimes unconsciously we might be victim blaming the people that we know. This episode, I filmed it with Betsy as well, and it is also one of my favorite ones. Please let us know what you think about it and give give us a rating. It really does help me a lot, and it helps me a lot to produce more content to know what kind of content we need. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. And just, uh, I just had a situation type of question in my mind. Um, let's say there's a friend, um, Pam. Um, I know Pam, and Pam got sexually assaulted mm-hmm. from the person she knows mm-hmm. um, and Pam and the person are, are friends mm-hmm. I find out that that person sex- sexually assaulted Pam mm-hmm. now I should I tell Pam that do not hang out with that person or mm-hmm. like should I tell Pam like you know um, I don't think you should hang out with that person mm-hmm. or like knowing that that person did bad mm-hmm. to Pam Mm-hmm. Um, what should I do? That's a really interesting question, and it, it brings up this issue in, in when you're in a helping position in a relationship where you want to be helpful. We have to remember that there are things we can do that will help us feel better that do not help that person, mm-hmm. right? So if your goal at the end of the day is to help that person, then you have to look at it a little bit differently. If your goal is to help yourself feel better, then sure, go ahead and and Mm -hmm. tell them all of those things. But with Pam, if you were to tell her, hey, stop hanging out with him, you know, I heard that he's not a great guy or whatever, that is not letting her have control back of her life, right? So that's, that's... against the fundamental help them gain control back in their life. Um, It's easier to be able to do that if you understand why someone who has been sexually assaulted by that person would continue to want to spend time with that person. Often it's because they want to change the ending. They want to make it different. Um, There's a feeling of worthlessness that can go along with being sexually assaulted and so she may be trying to change that feeling of worthlessness by trying to make that person value her. Um, like, should I be mad at Pam if she's spending mm. time with that person? Yeah, so, no. It, it helps to remember, it helps to remember that all behavior serves a purpose, right? Okay. So if Pam is hanging out with a person that she knows sexually assaulted her, then it is serving a purpose. And I would guess that she is trying to change the ending for that story, for that assault. She's trying to change whatever impact it had on her. Or maybe she's trying to pretend that it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, but there's a purpose to her behavior. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know how it would be helpful to be angry with her for continuing to hang out with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can understand feeling that way, for sure. So I think there's a difference between, I'm, I am annoyed that this person assaulted her and she could just stay away from him and she's not. I can understand that. Um, At the same time, we can have our feelings and behave differently, right? And I think 
when we're in those places, it's really helpful to understand why a person might do that. And you know what, sexual assault victims do it all the time. Um, it's there are lots of reasons why, right? So if you start dating someone who raped you, then you're then he didn't rape you anyway. Any sorry, if you start dating someone who sexually assaulted you, then in your head you can say, see, not a big deal. It was just you know a first encounter that was a miscommunication. So people. Okay do that to make things okay usually it's usually serving a purpose that doesn't mean that it isn't upsetting for the people around that care about that person mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. but we we just have to understand the motivations behind that behavior in order to kind of help ourselves continue to behave in ways that are helpful to pam okay and others like her it's like her, mm -hmm. okay. yeah so the kind of things like i should not still tell her what to do exactly mm -hmm. yep because here's the thing at some point at some point, people do usually come around to understanding and facing what happened and working through that. And the people that they're going to um, appreciate and um, circle back around to are the people who met their needs and understood okay. their needs, right? And those are the people who didn't pressure her to do anything, who took steps to help her regain control who knew the right things to say, like, I believe you, who knew not to ask those why questions. Those people are the ones that provided comfort, mm -hmm. that provided understanding, and that treated her like a human being and didn't treat her like it was her fault. She'll circle back around, but she's got a process to go through. Go through. Mm -hmm. gotcha. yeah. As a friend, when we are talking, and when the person is telling me about, the, uh, about their feelings or whatever they're telling me, what should I not say? So, um, some things that I've heard people say are, like, uh, for example, I had a friend who was kind of sharing what had happened the night before with a group of coworkers when I worked in a restaurant, and um, one of the responses from one of the guys sitting around the table was, you girls have got to stop drinking so much. Mm. Um, yeah, that's just not helpful, right? Because... Right. It wasn't a case, it, the, the issue was that someone t decided to take actions that are not okay, not that she had been out drinking. Mm -hmm. um, another person in another situation um, where someone was talking about that things went further than they wanted them to and that they did not want to, they did not want to go all the way with this other person, they did not want to have sex with this person, mm -hmm. the other one of the people around the table said, in a, in a different situation, said, well, let's call a spade a spade. You went to his room with him. What did you think was going to happen? It's not helpful. Mm -hmm. um, it also isn't helpful to ask why questions. Okay. So like, well, why did you go home with him? Okay. Why did you drink so much? Um, why didn't you stay with your friends? Why didn't you tell your friends where you were going? Why questions might answer questions for you, but they tend to feel very blaming to the victim, okay. right? Okay. Um, those are those are some big ones. So not asking why questions? Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. What should I say? So really, it's, it's really not about what you say. It's really more about what you do. Okay. And what you do is you give that person space and confidentiality, right? Okay. So you give them space to share their story, and you let them know that you believe them and that you're not going to tell other people what happened uh, unless you're in some situation where you need to make a report to the university 
Um, and you can share with them that if that's the case, if you need to make a report to the university because you're an employee in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. But what you do is far more important than what you say. There's a okay. great quote by Maya Angelou that says, um, "People won't remember. People won't remember." what you said, but people will remember the way that you made them feel, right? Oh, okay. um, I learned that at my time in the Women's Resource Center, and it's really true. So it's about being present, being patient, um, being calm, and letting them go at their own pace and letting them know that you believe them. Those are some important things to say. I want to let you know I believe you, and I okay. want to let you know I'm not going to share this with anybody else, um, and asking questions like, how can I be helpful? So it's more important to listen be patient, give the space, um, don't take over, don't take control, and um, let them know that you believe them. Okay. I think victim blaming, sometimes it's not even seen as a mistake. Ah. Uh, uh -huh. If you want to say something about victim blaming and like how people can realize that they are victim blaming. Yeah, okay. We tend to find people saying things like, what was she wearing, why was she drinking, why did she let her phone go dead? Why was she drinking so much? Well, you know what? I saw her making out with him earlier, so um, you can't tell me that this was an assault. This was, she asked for it, um, and all those things. And I first want to say that people get into that pattern of looking at the victim's behavior, looking at what did the victim do that caused this to happen to her. And we do that because we believe that if we just simply behave differently, mm -hmm. it won't happen to us and it won't happen to somebody that we love. Because that helps us to believe in, I think there's a whole theory behind it called like a just world. It helps us to, to believe in that just world theory. That okay. if I simply behave correctly, then nothing bad will happen to me. But when we focus on what the victim did, we are completely missing the point. Because here's the thing, let's say, that she wasn't listening to any of the rules that she has heard by being a woman for her whole life, right? Don't dress provocatively, don't flirt, don't lead anybody on, don't drink too much, which nobody ever tells you was too much. We only talk about was too much after something bad happened, right? Um, don't leave alone with a person, all these things. Even if she was through all of those, um, safety mechanisms out the window. Here's the thing, if you saw someone who was targeting her, who you felt like was behaving in a way that you didn't, you didn't like the direction it was going, if you took your friend and you plucked them out of that situation and you went home and you made sure that that person who was actually exhibiting targeting behavior didn't get to target your friend, mm -hmm that person is going to continue to have targeting behavior and they're just going to find the next viable person that they want to target. So instead of paying so much attention to what the victim is doing, we need to start paying attention to what the people who are causing this harm, okay. what they're doing. Okay. And that would open up an entirely different world. And it would be really helpful to your friend too, who just is, is sharing what happened. Mm -hmm. Because what she might be saying is, I shouldn't have done X, Y, or Z. Victims tend to have a long like inner dialogue of what they should or shouldn't have done. And if you can say, listen, you have the right to be safe. And if someone made a choice to take advantage of the fact 
that you trusted them, which is the first thing, right? The first thing is that um, a person who sexually assaults, they take advantage of the fact that you trust them. If somebody decided to take advantage of the fact that you trusted them, that's on them. That's mm -hmm. on them. And if they decided to take advantage of the fact that you were, um, you've had, you've been drinking, and you decided to go alone with them and talk to them, that's on them, right? And what's really helpful for victims, which is something I don't know if everybody knows this, but what's really helpful for someone who has experienced sexual violence is to hear that the same pattern that happened to them happened to somebody else. This is why support groups are so important. And what we also find is that um, people are so much more willing to come forward about a particular um, a, a particular offender. They're much more likely to come forward about a particular offender when they find out that he did the same thing to one of their friends. And they hear the pattern and all of a sudden all of those ideas they had in their head about it being their fault just falls away because they realize, oh, this is opportunistic and intentional behavior and they're, they're and they're also picking people that they're pretty confident will not report because they'll feel like it was their fault. Mm -hmm. So as long as we keep paying attention to what victims do, we're lending to a culture that says this isn't safe to talk about because if you talk about it, then people will want to know exactly what you did and how it was your fault. So okay. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. it, it gives a good idea of like, I think one thing you said was, uh, um, just saying then that um, there are other people that happened the same thing. I would have never thought that. Yeah, yeah. That saying that helps. Yeah, letting them know that they're not alone, um, because it can feel very, it can feel like a very isolating thing. But letting mm -hmm. them know, no, you're not alone. This has happened to a lot of people, but people have a hard time talking about it. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Yay. Thank you so much again for doing this. Yes. I really appreciate it. No um, if you guys have any questions, please send them my way. My email is in the end, or please put in the comments, um, and we'll be more than happy. Betsy will be more than happy to get back to you with your questions. Thank you so much for watching the video. I really appreciate people in the world who are interested in being the first person who can hear when someone else is sharing their experience with them. If you are that first person, that is listening to another person's experience of sexual assault, you have a very powerful role in helping that person move toward getting help as opposed to shutting down about it. So thank you, and that is an important role in the world. And um, together, we can change the culture around this. There we go. All right. Yay! Thank you. you I think it was amazing. You. Oh, yeah. I forget, there's like so many, there's so much stuff that I could talk about and I worry about um,